0: This episode contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's Parenting Podcast for Monday, July 31st, the Too Many Sex Jokes Edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slave Parent Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who's 10, and we live in Los Angeles.
1: I'm Zach Rosen. I make another podcast. It's called The Best Advice Show. And I'm dad to Noah, who's five, and Ami, who's two. We live in Detroit.
0: I'm Lucy
2: Lopez, and I host another podcast. It's called the Mamacita Rica podcast. I'm mother to Amelia, who's 13, Avery, who's 10, and we
0: live in Miami. Welcome, Lucy. Thank you. Today on the show, we've got an advice doubleheader. First, we have a question about a nine-year-old who's made some sexual jokes. Then we're going to help an anxious preteen who's going through toilet paper at an alarming rate. We'll end today by recommending some things we've been loving lately. Y'all go anywhere. We're back. Are y'all ready to hear our first question?
1: No, but I think we should do it anyways.
0: <laughs> Hi, I'm wondering if I should tell other parents about our nine-year-old making sexual jokes. Here's the situation. My nine-year-old third-grade daughter made a 69 joke at karate the other day. This is a class that is mixed ages, some younger kids who likely didn't know what that means and some older kids who I'm sure know what it means. He knows about sex and we are fairly open about it. We talk and she has plenty of age-appropriate books that we have discussed over the years. We had a short but adequate conversation about it. She's not in trouble, but I told her I don't want her making sexual jokes. I asked her if she knew it was 69 men or if she knew it was sexual and she said no. She didn't even know it had a sexual meaning. She said she didn't want to know what it is, so I didn't elaborate. So here's the question. She said that she heard it from her three best friends at school who are three boys in her grade. None of these kids have older siblings or cousins, but there are older kids at school and, of course, the Internet. I'm close with their parents, especially their moms, and our kids are friends kind of way. So do I tell the moms just so they can be aware? I think this is partially normal curiosity, but maybe a warning that we need to be watchful of what the kids might watch on the Internet. That is where my concern lies. Are they getting this from the internet? And if so, what else? Thanks, stop the sexual jokes.
1: This is something that we have not dealt with yet as my oldest is not even six yet, but you asked two questions. Should I tell the, the parents you're close with them? So I think absolutely. And you can tell them in a way where you're not like accusing them of having done something wrong, but just like FYI, your kids are uh, talking about 69ing. Not sure you know, what you want to do with that. But I think that's fine. And especially since you're close with them. like You can have a conversation with them. About how they are or aren't having. These talks in their home. Um, and then. Are they getting this from the internet? I mean probably. But who knows. I, I think it's great that you are. And have been having fairly open. Sex talks. That just needs to continue. Um, and like. Instead of just telling your daughter don't make sexual jokes, which I agree, like, she shouldn't, talk about why.
2: So, listen, I love a dirty joke as much as an ex-person, but when a 10-year-old is delivering a joke about 69ing, I kind of raise a little bit of a yellow flag because did she really hear it from the friend Or did she hear it from somebody in the house or a dirty uncle the way that most of us grew up, you know? Well, at least I did. I had a dirty uncle who had way too many 69 jokes and I turned out fine. (laughs) Now, the problem lies in whether approaching the parent and like having this conversation because you don't want to embarrass the parent But you kind of want to let them know what's up and approach it as like a team, like, hey, what Mm -hmm. should we do? Like, should Mm -hmm. we have a sit down with all these kids and be like, this is inappropriate? Or maybe check the status on those parental controls on your YouTube page. So, yeah, just approach it in a more relaxed way, because if they didn't hear it there, they heard it at school, probably saw it on the Internet and also ask your kid, what do they think 69 means? I always like doing that to my kids. Whenever they come to me mm-hmm. with some adult grown ass shit, I'm like, really? What does that mean to you? And chances are they have no clue what it means. And they just think it's funny because everybody else thinks it's funny.
1: They've seen their friends say it and get a big reaction out of the right. people in their rooms. They're like, whoa. Absolutely. And so do anything you can to kind of you know deflate that tension. Like Not talking about it with the parents is the opposite of what you should be doing. You should be just talking as much as you can yeah
2: approach a situation like an episode in law and order you're olivia benson you're gonna get to the bottom of this (laughs) but figure it out together you know because maybe the mom doesn't even know that their kid is running around acting like amy schumer you know in some crazy stand-up on netflix like figure it out together i think the more we all have this conversation together with parents the better the solution and you know kind of Everybody stays cool-headed, cool-minded.
1: Jamila, Naima is, is this age. What's the the status of of sexual talk in this space in your house?
0: We definitely had a good amount of sex talk. You know, she knows technical terms for body parts and how babies are conceived. Um, but I haven't heard her yet start repeating things. Mm-hmm. Like, we haven't had any issues like this yet. What do you make of it? I think you guys are correct. Lucy, I really like the idea of saying, you know, what do you think we should do? And like making this a collaborative effort between the parents. And hopefully they won't take, you know, um, Bridget, the idea of their children maybe being the ones to introduce it to your child, which is something you also always have to be careful for, that they may become defensive of their kid and say, well, how do you know mm-hmm. your daughter can you hear it on the Internet? Mm-hmm. But I think just being cool and like, hey, my daughter made this joke. I asked her where she got it from. She said, "Your child. So just wants to let you know it sounds like this is what our kids are talking about. You know, um, what do you think? How do you want to handle this?
1: What do you think a sex positive conversation sounds like with a nine year old um, when, you know, when discussing stuff like this, where it's like they're saying stuff that, that they don't even know what it means?
0: These are things that adults do, you know, mm-hmm. and sometimes kids think these things are funny or silly or weird but they're just simply adult things so they're not for children to discuss they're not for you to think about you know at this point in your life this is grown-up business
1: it's grown-up business and like it there's nothing wrong with grown-ups doing it you know like you don't you don't want to like attach shame or or negative stigma to this stuff despite it being something that um you know they're too young to, to learn about. So it's it, it's very complicated.
0: You want to be clear that this is normal, healthy adult behavior. Adult
1: behavior, yeah. I mean, how old were you two when you learned what 69 was?
2: I think I was like 13. Mm-hmm. And I remember knowing immediately that I could not ask at home what 69 meant. So I asked my neighbor Mara and Mara was like, oh, well, 69 is this. And I'm like, Oh, my gosh, how disgusting. Um, but I, even after having that conversation, I just, you know, I grew up in a Hispanic household. And those were just topics you did not talk about at home with your mom or your dad. Like, absolutely not. So a lot of my sex education came from conversations with girlfriends, movies, television, pop culture. Like, it didn't come from home. Um, so yeah. now as a mom, if my child were to come to me and be like, what's 69, I'd sit her ass down and be like, well, this is what it is. It's adult behavior. It's just something that you maybe shouldn't make fun of, or you really shouldn't talk about because you really can't grasp your mind around, you know, most of your math homework. This is probably going to confuse you more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that also as parents we tend to make it bigger than what it is and i think this sort of falls into that category for me at least mm-hmm. where it's like it's just a 69 joke keep it mm-hmm. moving mm-hmm. right
1: mm-hmm.
0: well i think we can agree that you we don't want to blow this out of proportion and make it the event <laughs> right? if anyone out there <laughs> listening has some advice to share Pass it along, uh, at slate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. We're going to take another quick break. Be back in a minute. We're back. Are y'all ready for this next question?
1: Uh, yes. Sure.
0: Need help for dealing with natural consequences of anxiety. My daughter, 12, uses the huge amount of toilet paper every time she goes, and even more during her period. So, A, we've been going through toilet paper at an alarming rate. And B, we now have the plumbers pulling apart our pipes to clean up the drain line, severely clogged. Mm. She has anxiety, and so I understand and want to be supportive. But the fact is, it needs to stop. She needs to stop flushing five or six foot strips of toilet paper before she causes real damage to the house. We've had the plumbers three times here in three weeks. And we cannot wait for her to figure this out in therapy. How can we institute some consequences without her shutting down and having it look like we're punishing her for her anxiety? It's getting to the point where the plumbing bills are going to start to impact our family budget. Ooh, what do you think, Lucy?
2: First of all, the fact that you're thinking about your child's feelings. Wow, wow, wow. Good job, parent amazing i grew up in a household where my parents were constantly reminding me how lucky i was to live in a free country and that toilet paper was a luxury so the fact that you're thinking about like oh you know my child has anxiety and there she's using up an entire roll of toilet paper to wipe her tush and especially when she has her period like that to me is like thank you thank you for being that person in her life and i don't know if the answer is consequences We need to pivot, Ross. We need to think about it. Big picture. Like, tell her, (laughs) hey, like, maybe you should tell your kid, hey, maybe we need to get you a portable bidet. Super available on Amazon. On the cheap. Mm. Get yourself a bidet instead of using up all that toilet paper. Mm. Because, I don't know, like, it, it hurts me, like, to know that this child has to, like, run through an entire roll of toilet paper i think the important thing here is to give her some options and not necessarily consequences like what if after you use the bathroom just take a quick rinse if that's Mm. if this is the bot, it sounds to me like the issue here is if she's clean or not give her some options on that rather than consequences
1: yeah i mean i don't think grounding her or whatever or another consequence is going to work here. It sounds like, yeah. and of course, I am not a psychologist, but this could be OCD. And you're right that you can't wait to figure this out in therapy. However, sounds like she needs therapy because um, this does seem like pretty classic OCD behavior, and there are ways to to deal with that um, professionally. So, like that should be the first priority. Your daughter. This is a manifestation of of your daughter suffering in some way. So, so, so that's a huge priority. Secondly, yeah, this plumbing issue is very real and this advice coming from me, someone who like, I don't know how to fix anything, it might fall flat. However, because you're dealing with this so much, next time the plumber comes over, you should get them to teach you how to clear out the the pipes because I think relative to complex plumbing stuff, this isn't that. I think that there's like this is something that an actual non-professional can figure out how to do and so if you can get a plumbing lesson then you can do it yourself and save thousands of dollars in the interim. Um another idea is and this isn't a, this isn't great but you might just have to limit the amount of toilet paper that you're making available in the bathroom. Like what if you only have a little bit of a roll like enough for her to use but not enough for her to to use You know to clog the toilet in there so you just have a little bit in there and then you keep the rest of it you know i don't know under your bed or hidden away
2: oh my gosh my dad used to do that with his shaving cream he used to lock up his shaving cream because you know obviously grew up with two three women in the house he used to lock up his shaving cream because
1: you would overuse it
2: we would just go in there and it was like it was like we would go to town with shaving cream to shave our Uh legs and you know Uh our underarms and That could be a solution. You might be onto something.
1: (laughs) It's possible. Um, I thought another option, like, okay, if you can't stop yourself from using all this toilet paper, don't, but instead of throwing it down the toilet, put it in the garbage. She's still using the amount of toilet paper she wants, but she's not clogging the toilet. Oh, and guess what?
0: She'll
2: be able to see, she'll be able to see what she's spending. Exactly. She'll be like, oh, well, that just... That's too much. That's way too much.
1: Ah, yeah, so those are some thoughts. What do you think, Jamila?
0: Lucy, I looked up portable bidets. They're extremely affordable. They have peri bottles that you can buy mm-hmm. that are like, <laughs> but, what is that? you know, a peri bottle. Yeah. It's something that you have following like surgery or childbirth to clean that area, you know, and it's just like a little bottle that you fill up with water and it squeezes out like a little spray <laughs> and then have some that are a little fancier. Um, Jamila, did, did you, you see know.
2: the one that you just attached to your toilet I think literally it may be less than $30 which may be yeah. the total budget of of their their toilet paper madness in that house for like a week it's $30 yeah. I, it's, it's ridiculous you just go on Amazon and just boop, boop, hook it up to your toilet and you're good to go yeah. ma'am
0: so I would go with that and I'm co-signing Zach that this could you know Not being a professional, of course, but this could be a sign of OCD. So it's important that you follow up with her therapist and make sure that you all don't let the therapy aspect of this go by the wayside, you know, if you're able to solve the problem at home with maybe a bidet. All right. Well, uh, thank you so much, Letter Writer. We hope this helps. Anyone dealt with anything similar, send us an email at momandadislate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. Let's move on to the part of the show where we make recommendations. Starting with you, Zach, what are you recommending
1: this week? Um, I've got a book called Parenting Advice to Ignore in Art and in Life. I'm holding it up for you two to see. Um, have you seen this before? It's really funny. It's like really annoying, unsolicited advice captioned on top of like fine art that kind of looks like what the subject of the caption is about so for instance this is this is one mom talking to another you should get him into pre preschool it's the only way to get into harvard we're on six waiting lists or we never tell mason what to do with his body if he wants to hug your kid around the neck with his hands you should let him not to brag, but our son was chosen for daycare line leader. His teacher says he's so good at bossing the other kids around. What has your kid done? So um, it's just funny. It's it's like a good coffee t- table book. You can open up to any page and um, make fun of parents who actually give you, or non-parents um, who, who give you this ridiculous advice. It's a very cute book. And it's by uh, Nicole Tersigny. Parenting advice to ignore in art and life.
0: Lucy, what about you?
2: I recommend that you spend this week watching every movie you grew up watching during the summer with your kid. I just spent Uh the past week watching 90s films with my daughters. And can I tell you, Titanic hits different after a certain age. The amount of anxiety that I had watching Titanic now as a grown adult with children, a mortgage, and a career was absolutely mind-blowing. From Titanic to Clueless, a couple of Adam Sandler movies. I had to fast forward through some of those parts. Um, I even watched Boys in the Hood with my kids. And, oh, my God. And, yeah, I wanted them to see what I was watching when I was growing up. And I got to tell you, they loved it i mean the amount of bonding we did over totally. the clothing the fashion the way they said things my kids were like you had a beeper what is that i'm like what <laughs> um to mama you you wore skirts like this and i'm like yes honey and um like
1: what like Cher horowitz
2: like Cher horowitz
1: i love that And and they're letting you curate, they're not trying to be like, No, I wanna watch this No,
2: no, 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 not at all. They're understanding the assignment, if you will. My kid was like, We're really gonna watch Clueless, the ten year old and I'm like, Yes, we're gonna fast forward through some things. I'm gonna have to explain to you a couple of uh, you know, things that they say in the movie that may not hit right now. And, you know, of course, this entire week. The, the, the little one to be a smart ass was like hey so you and dad going jeepin in I'm like whoa 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 10 year old chill out um, yeah I, I highly nice. recommend it female family movie night if you have the opportunity and try to watch a movie that you watched when you were their age or just a little older you're you're gonna love it it's a great experience mm-hmm. to watch that time through their eyes
1: mm-hmm I mean, I agree. I was talking about this with my friend this week that I think this is the best part of parenting is when we can finally share with them the books, music, and movies that we loved. I don't think it gets any better.
0: Absolutely not, dude. It's awesome.
1: What about you, Jamila?
0: I am recommending the Upside Down Challenge Game. What is that? (laughs) It's a game, um, like a board game, but there's no board. Um, And it comes with these glasses, these goggles. That turn your vision upside down. Whoa. And so you complete various challenges while wearing the <laughs> upside down, like pouring water from one bottle to one bottle to another, or high fiving somebody, drawing a picture, writing a word. You can come up with your own challenges. There's blank cards for you to come up with challenges for folks to do. And it's pretty fun. I'm sure it's more fun with the crowd. Naeem and I play it together and we enjoy it plenty. Oh, we love that.
1: That's great. I don't even understand how that works. How does it flip your vision?
0: I have no idea. It's the coolest that's awesome. thing. It's magic, guys. Magic. <laughs> well, that's our show. Please subscribe, leave a rating and review, and of course, tell your friends. This episode of Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Mara Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Lucy Lopez and Zach Rosen, I'm Jameela Lemieux. Thank you for listening.